Hello, how are you? I hope you're well. I'm Ray with another podcast episode. By the way, if you want to email me, it's raysrants at protonmail.com. Raysrants, or one word, at protonmail.com. Now, stress. Looking back in anger. That was a song, wasn't it, by Oasis? Have you ever looked back in anger? Do you suffer from stress? All my life, I have prided myself on not being affected by stress. I don't get stressed. Stress isn't me. It's not something that happens to me. But recently, now what's recently mean? I don't know, the last year or two, my wife's been saying, you do, you suffer from stress. No, I don't. You do. And you know, she's right. She's right. I've been getting stressed. I don't know what it is. Is it something to do with old age? Well, I'm not old. <laughs> well, I suppose I am. Is it something to do with getting older? I don't know what it is but I do suffer from stress and I hate it. Let me give you an example. The other day, the other evening, we were saying we're going to have a stress-free day tomorrow. We've had a lot going on the last couple of weeks. There's this happening and that happening. We've been here, we've been there, stuff in the family going on. So we thought we'd have a stress-free day. On the stress-free day, we woke up and we had a cup of tea in bed, which was great. We had breakfast on the patio because it is sort of summer here in the UK. Had to put a jacket on because it was because <laughs> it was cold and windy. No, it wasn't cold, but it was a bit early, so I put a jacket on. About nine o'clock, I thought I'll just do some banking and just move some money. Not that I've got any money. I had to move about two pounds. <laughs> I don't have money. I'm not interested in money. So I thought I'd just log on on the computer, log on to the bank, and just move some money. You're not authorised, <laughs> here we go, you're not authorised to move money or whatever it said. I can't remember what the message said. What do you mean I'm not authorised? It's my bank account. What are you talking about? I tried again and again. Okay, come out of the whole thing. You know how you do that? Come out of the whole thing, shut it all down and then log back in to your bank account. Right, now can I move my £2.50? You're not authorised. Oh, here we go. What is going on? Up pops this little assistant you know, this little box that comes up. Hi, I'm your assistant. Can I be of help? <laughs> chat to me live. I'm online now. And eventually I thought I'm going to have to chat to this assistant who is live online now. I hate assistants. Don't you hate assistants? They're like waiters in restaurants, aren't they? They hang around with a bottle of wine waiting to fill up your glass. You know, I just go away. Leave me alone. You know, if I want more wine, I'll call you. Don't call me, I'll call you. <laughs> so eventually, all right, I'll click on the assistant then, for goodness sake. Let's click on the assistant. Hello, I'm not available at the moment. Oh, what? You've just said you're available. You have just said, I am here to help. I am live. Live human being. And you're not. So I tried again. Hi, I'm not available at the moment. Oh, dear me. Phone this number, it said. Phone this. All right, I phone the number. It's ringing and ringing. I'm thinking this is going to be hours. I was wrong. It answered after a few rings. Oh, this is good. Hello, this is Duffo Bank. If you've got a query on your account, press one. If you've got a query on paying money in or whatever, press two. If you want to order a Chinese takeaway, press three. Anyway, I pressed the appropriate button and the phone rang again. Hi, we're experiencing a high number of calls at the moment. Please be patient. High number of calls. Then you get this music. Oh, the music. Do you know the music? Oh, don't you just love the music? 
After about a minute, hi, we're experiencing a high number of calls at the moment. Yeah, you're experiencing something else in a minute that <laughs> you put me through. Eventually, eventually, I got through. And this very helpful young lady, well, I assume she was, she sounded young. She was probably very pretty as well. <laughs> she said, how can I help you? I said, look, I can't, do, I can't do my money. I can't move my £2.50. Actually, it was more than that, but you know what I mean. And she said, oh, you're not authorised. I said, yeah, I know, but, but I am because it's my account. No, your wife is the one who is authorised on this account. What? But it's my account. Anyway, she said, oh, what's happened? I can see what's happened. Don't worry. I can put this right for you. You recently applied uh, for BACS. That, you know, the BACS thing, B-A-C-S, whatever it's, I don't know what BACS is. Oh, well, I do, but I can't be bothered to talk about it. You recently applied for BACS, to have BACS on your account. I said, no, I didn't. Yeah, you did, two weeks ago. I said, no, I didn't. I've never, never applied for anything to do with BACS. Right, yeah, hang on a minute, hang on. And the music came back. Oh, no, I've lost her. That's it. I'm going to have to go through the whole process again. Anyway, she came back. Right, sorry to keep you. You didn't apply for BACS. Well, no, I know. I just, I just told you that. <laughs> no, what it is, you applied for, what was it? Uh, increasing your overdraft. I said, I've got an overdraft uh, level on this one. You know, you have a, a level or whatever. I don't know. She said, well, yeah, you did. You applied. I thought, oh, goodness me. Do you know our stress? My wife, in the end, I said to her, look, I can't. I said to the girl, hang on, hang on. I said to my wife, I can't do this. I passed her the phone and she dealt with it all. Most of the morning we spent doing that. Most of the morning. That, that's without a, a lie or exaggeration. It was most of that morning. Our stress-free day. How about that? After she put the phone down, she said, right, it's all sorted out. Goodness me. In the old days, you could walk down to your local branch. I remember, now this is 100% true. I walked into my local branch. I'm going back 30, 35 years. I had a query on the account and I walked in there and the bank manager was behind the counter. And he looked up and he said, hello, Ray, how are you? How about that? Hello, Ray, how are you? We knew each other. You know, I said, hi, Brian just a query on my account, walked up to the girl behind the counter. Oh, come through, he said, come through. Took me into his office. How about that? He said, what is it? And I told him, we sorted it out. Oh, no problem. And we had a chat. That's the way banking used to be. It was brilliant. I loved it. I could pop in there. I could ring up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know what's gone wrong these days. All this online stuff is great when it works. Shall I tell you about the doctor? <laughs> I'll tell you about the online doctor in a minute. This is to do with stress, this episode. I think I did one years ago, didn't I, on stress? How was it? How to avoid stress or something? Or how to get de-stress? Yeah, distressed. No, don't get distressed. De-stress. There, <laughs> there is a difference. A couple of weeks ago, I went round the doctors. I said, I want a form to fill in so I can get my medical record on my phone. Oh, he said, yeah, no problem. I said, I'll have two. One for my wife. Yep, yep, yep. Take these home, fill these in. Then when you come back with them, bring ID like a passport or driving license, sign them in front of me or whoever's here. And it takes a little while, but then you'll be able to view your records online. Great. We took the forms home, did all that, took them back. And the girl, I think I told you this a week ago, the girl said, no, you don't need a form. Said, well, we've done the form now. Anyway, that, that was all dealt with. Then we waited a couple of weeks and we both had a text message. You can now view your medical records online. Oh, great. I looked at mine. Do you know, I had rheumatic fever when I was four. 
I thought I was two when I had that. I remember having rheumatic fever because my grandfather was a bit of a nutter. And I remember he was saying to my parents, don't let him have those tablets. He was, um, what was he, a homeopath? I've got to be careful how I say this. Homeopath? Homeopathic? Oh, what is it? You know what I mean. Where they take plants, extracts of plants, instead of uh, chemical-type drugs. Homeopathy, isn't it? Anyway, he was one of those. And he was ranting and raving at my parents, don't give him those drugs. And I don't know what happened, but I do remember that at four years old. How about that? I also remember my second birthday. I won't go into that. So I had this rheumatic fever. And I do remember that my joints ached and I ached all over. I remember that and I couldn't walk. And I also looked on my medical record when I was 15, no, 14, I ruptured my liver. And I thought, well, this is all interesting stuff. I mean, obviously, I hadn't forgotten that I ruptured my liver. You know, it's not the sort of thing you forget, is it? What happened? Oh, when you were 15, oh, you ruptured your liver. Oh, yeah, I'd forgotten that. Well, how can I forget? I've got a massive scar down my stomach where the chap sewed it up. He was a nice chap, the surgeon. Anyway, I, I looked at my medical record. This is great. And I said to my wife, how are you doing? You know, what have you found on yours? She said, I can't get in. <laughs> you are not authorised. <laughs> So I had honestly, we looked at it. She logged out and logged back in again on this NHS thing. And you've got to go and see your GP. You're not allowed to see your... Oh, she's round there now. That's where she's gone. <laughs> she's gone for a walk, early morning walk with her friend. And on the way back, she's going to pop into the doctor. And uh, she, she's going to say, what is going on here? At least with the doctor's surgery, you can go round there. I mean, with the bank, well, you can. You can go into the bank, but... They just look at you, who are you? Well, I'm a customer. Did I tell you that time we had to both go to the bank? Something to do with our wills, I think. We've both written wills. And we're, we're sitting in this office with this chap. And my wife reckons I had a face. What was it like I, I chewed a wasp? Is, it, is that the expression of a face like I chewed a wasp or something? Anyway, the, the bank manager, he no, not the manager, this chap, he looked at me and he said, you're all right. And I said, I don't like banks. <laughs> Because he thought that was a joke. And then, uh, then he said, really? And I said, well, they're the biggest thieves in the land. Because they reckon the church is the biggest landowner in the land, don't they? And then banks are the biggest thieves in the land. That's what they used to say. I mean, don't quote me. I'm not saying it. That's what I heard. And I told him that. And he wasn't happy. He didn't say anything. But I could see he didn't like me. I think he took it personally. So that's now more stress, well, not stress for my wife, but she's got to go around there and try and sort this out. Everything seems to be, I don't know, re revolving around stress, doesn't it? Whatever you try to do, it's stressful. People have said, oh, you, you, you're trying to live in some, you want to go back to some sort of 1950s utopia. No, I don't want to go back to a 1950s utopia. I want to go back to the days where you can pop into your local branch of your bank and have a chat about your account. Not necessarily on first name terms with, with the manager, but just go in there and chat to the person. And if you've got a query, they'll help you. That's what I want. I want to see a, a policeman cycle by on his bicycle. I remember that. I remember a local copper cycling by. And he'd say, you know, if I was out in the garden, he'd say, hi, everything all right? Yeah, fine, thanks. It was great. And you could, you know, have a chat with him if you wanted to. You could stop him and say, actually, no, everything isn't all right. Whatever the problem, you know, I saw some crook bloke or I saw someone suspicious. 
Oh, OK, he'd get his little notebook out, write that down. He saw someone suspicious. <laughs> but you know what I mean? He would take an interest. He was, this was his beat. He knew the roads, he knew the area, he knew the people. He probably knew the villains as well, local villains. <laughs> I'm not saying I was a local villain. But that's, that's not wanting to go back to some 1950s utopia at all. It's wanting to go back to a, a time when things were sensible, when there wasn't all this stress. Of course, there was stress then, obviously. People got stressed at work and, and wherever else. But it was totally different. You didn't have all this extra stress, I suppose, with, well, I suppose I can't blame computers. Where would we be without them? I mean, computers are brilliant, aren't they? All this online stuff is absolutely brilliant. I can now look up my medical record. I can see what happened to me and when, what tablets I've had over the years. I've got all that. So from that sort of aspect, it is really good. But it's when it doesn't work. As I said, it's when things go wrong. That's the problem. The other day, just went to my PC to check my emails. I couldn't get into the email thing. What's, what's going on here? I could on my phone and my iPad, but not on the PC. Apparently, I'd logged out and logged back in with the wrong account. <laughs> Gee, that took me over an hour to sort out. I didn't know what was going on. And of course, you know, my wife's saying, you're right, no, no, I can't get into my emails. And there's more stress. And she's right. I never used to suffer from stress, but over the last year or two, it's just building up more and more stressful situations. Anyway, we've decided today... Well, we had decided yesterday that today was going to be our stress-free day. Now she's had to go around the doctor and sort out this online app thing. Oh, dear me. Anyway, I am stress-free. As I'm talking to you, I'm quite enjoying myself. I love having a chat to you. It's great. It makes me laugh, you know, things that I remember. It's, it's good fun. And it makes me smile. And you've got to smile as much as you can. What do they say? It takes, I don't know, so many muscles to smile and about a million muscles to frown or something so you're better off smiling and laughing it's all good fun isn't it something else i must tell you just quickly a friend of mine he paid off his mortgage that was all dealt with end of that you know he was then a, a homeowner which was great had a letter <laughs> he had a letter from the building society uh, outstanding amount on your garage. Now, what had happened, he'd taken out an extra mortgage to buy this garage in a compound at the end of his garden. Bit of a long story. And anyway, he took a separate thing out on that. That was paid. It was all paid off. But the building society said, no, you haven't paid that. And it took him weeks and weeks. Letters, phone calls, absolute nightmare it was for him. In the end, they said, oh, yeah, sorry. Yep, yeah, you've paid for that. And that was it. Oh, yeah, sorry. Weeks of all this hassle and stress, all because that they had made a mistake. I mean, they should have given him compensation. <laughs> they should have given him a few thousand pounds. No, I, I, they don't do compensation, do they? Did I tell you about the electricity meter that didn't work, friend of mine? Electricity meter didn't work, or the gas meter. Not worked for nearly two years. Oh, we'll come and fix it. We'll come and change the meter. Oh, we can't because of COVID. OK, we'll come and sort that out. This is ridiculous, this situation. So, day off work, okay, they're coming to fix it. They're going to change both metres, day off work. Can't give a time, but it'll be between nine and five. The day's ticking by, getting closer to five o'clock. Half past four, phone call. Can't make it today, we've got an emergency. We'll be with you in a couple of months' time. 
how can I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. They're doing a, a, a monthly, you know, bill. They're taking money monthly. But this has been going on nearly two years. How on earth are they going to work out what exactly to what the electricity and gas bills should be? Why has it taken nearly two years? We had carpet fitters around here during the COVID thing. They wore masks. We had all the windows open. Apparently, you're allowed to have a carpet laid, but you can't have your electricity meter replaced. Good grief. Stoner crows. Talking of having all the windows open, I've got to clear out our coal fire. We've got an open fire in the lounge. And, you know, I looked the other day, I thought, oh, I didn't clean that out back in February, March, whenever we last use it. It's got all the ashes in there. So we've got to get some coal in. What am I talking about? The weather's... Do you know it's autumn now? I heard on the radio the other day, the chap said it's autumn today. That was, was it the 1st of September? Autumn? I'm still waiting for the summer. Anyway, I've got to clean the fire out. Chimney sweep, foamy. He's all right. He said, hello, Ray. <laughs> I said, hello, Andy. How are you doing? I'm all right. So we're both all right, which is good. He said, do you want your chimney swept? I did it last year and I know you're a two-year man. I said, you're right, Andy. I don't want it done this year. We don't use the fire a lot. You've got to keep the chimney swept, obviously, because it'll catch fire. Do you remember that back in the 50s and 60s? Chimney fires. I remember seeing one. Flames shooting out of the top of this chimney pot on this house. And the fire brigade turned up. I was only a kid. I thought that was great fun. <laughs> Apparently, it, it really does damage the, the structure, you know, the chimney. It really does cause great damage. And you can't repair it because... It's inside the chimney. You, you can't get in there to repoint the brickwork or anything. Anyway, what am I going on about chimneys for? Yeah, I've got to clean out the fire. Then we've got to get coal because we've only got one bag of coal left. And the way the weather's going, I do like autumn. Do you like autumn? But, well, I used to like autumn. But as I've said recently, we don't have the, the four seasons anymore. Everything blends into one you know we have a, a a bit of warmth oh it must be summertime because it's a little bit warm the warmth starts to disappear well it must be autumn then you put a coat on and light the fire because you're a bit chilly well that's kind of winter and then the daffodils come up in December because it's getting warm it must be spring but it's not it's still winter then you get some ice which kills the the buds on every anyway I don't know, more stress. No, I don't get stressed about the seasons and the weather. We're off to Capel uh, this uh, weekend, this Sunday, is it? We're going to Capel. Look it up on the map, just north of Horsham in West Sussex. There's a military vehicle show, which is great. We've got a family member that goes there. I've got a friend who's got a Jeep. He'll be driving up there to Capel. So we're going to go and have a look up there on Sunday, take a picnic with us, because I'm not buying sandwiches. I don't like other people's food. With all due respect to these you know, burger vans and stuff like that, I, I don't eat from them because I, I don't know, I just don't like the idea. They're probably fine. But many years ago, a friend of mine, she had severe food poisoning from one of these vans. She had a burger driving back from Somerset, I think she was, stopped in a lay-by, had this burger. Within an hour, she's crippled up in pain. Luckily, her friend with her could drive, so... She took her home, but uh, severe food poisoning. So we take our own picnic, which will be nice. Well, I say which will be nice. It depends on the weather. <laughs> it'll probably lash with rain. No, it won't. No, it'll be okay. It'll be nice. I'm looking forward to that. I like the old military vehicles. And it'll make a nice change to pop out somewhere. I don't believe it. I'm now stressed. It's eight o'clock in the morning. 
I'm having a chat to you, which is great fun. As I said, I love chatting to you. Just had a phone call, eight o'clock in the morning. I won't say what it was about or who it was from. Can you do this? Can you look this up and get back to me? Can you do this and that? Oh, I've just spent, what, 10 minutes mucking. It's only 10 minutes mucking about. I've now totally lost my thread, <laughs> which I do anyway. Oh, several people have said they love the way I go off on a tangent. <laughs> Actually, I'm not so stressed now. Now I'm laughing. As I said, laughter is good. Keep smiling. But several people, or more than several people, have said that they love the way I go off on a tangent to sort of start talking about something else. I don't do that deliberately. It, it just, I don't know, it, it kind of happens. I think one thing leads to another. It's a bit like word association, isn't it? If you say a word... For example, you might say to someone, car, and they'll say work, because they have to drive to work every day and the traffic's horrendous. So their association with the car is horrendous, traffic going to work. I think that's what must happen in, in my mind, some kind of association. I'm talking about, what was I saying? It was getting a bit chilly. So I then start talking about the coal fire, which I lied about. It's not in the lounge, it's in the dining room. Right, that's cleared that up. Now, what am I doing? After that phone call, I have no idea. I'm going to make a cup of coffee and try to think about what on earth I'm talking about. Do you look back in anger? That's what I'm talking about or supposed to be talking about. Friend of mine uh, married. Her sister-in-law wasn't a very nice person. In fact, was quite a nasty person. I didn't know her myself. And I've only heard this from this friend of mine. But she was the sort of person that would, I don't know, this friend of mine would buy a new dress. And her sister-in-law would say, oh, is that new? And she'd say, yes, it's a new dress. Do you like it? Um, well, it, I suppose it looks all right or new, but it's not the sort of thing I'd wear. You know, all these snide remarks and backhand comments. She had decades of this. And this, this uh, sister-in-law is long since gone. But, you know, she can't forget it. This friend of mine, she can't forget it. Whenever I see her, I suppose it's word association again. Something will come up in conversation and off she'll go, oh, that reminds me of oh, so-and-so. Oh, oh, she did this and she used to say that. She cannot let it go. And she does look back in anger. And she has said, I wish I'd stood up to her. I wish I'd said this. I wish I'd said that, told her where to go. It's strange, isn't it? How sometimes you can't let go of something uh, the bee in your bonnet. You get a bee. Well, and that's that's not the right expression, is it? That's where you get frustrated about something and you, you get all moody and take off. <laughs> moody. Do I don't like. Do you get into a mood? I don't. I don't think I get moody in a bad mood. I have days where things don't seem to be going well, but I don't get moody. A couple of weeks ago, or the day we were going to the dentist. Do you remember that when I got there an hour early? <laughs> My wife said, let's drop the forms into the doctor and do the signing stuff on the way to the dentist. That makes sense, yep. So we went to the doctor's road. They're doing a gas main or something. The road's all dug up, nowhere to park. So I'm looking at the clock. I thought, well, I don't want to be late for the dentist. I'm trying to find somewhere to park. She was saying, we're parking that street there. We drove there and I said, hang on, hang on. By the time we've parked here, walked to the, uh, the doctor's, done the forms, we might have to queue, to, I don't know, it might take time, then we'll be late for the dentist. I was getting stressed. Anyway, as it happens, I, I said, well, we'll forget that, which we did, we did it another time. As it happens, I was an hour early for the <laughs> dentist anyway, so we could have done that. 
we had an hour, at least an hour. But uh, I, I don't know, this stress business, I've got to start avoiding stress if I can. One thing with the, uh, the medical records on, you know, on the doctor thing, on the app, one good thing is, well, it's separate from that, is this e-consult. Have you heard of e-consult? It's where you don't have to go to your doctor, you do stuff online. Now, I've got something growing on my ear. It's been there for years, a tiny lump, and it's got a bit bigger. I don't know what it is. So I went into this e-consult thing, and I filled out everything on there. A load of irrelevant questions, but I suppose it's, I don't know, it might be relevant to them. Did you ever hurt your big toe? What, what's that got to do with my ear? <laughs> no, it didn't say that. But it did say, send a photograph of your ear. Attach a photograph. Which I thought, well, this is good. This is a good idea. It always oh, funny. It says, do not send photographs of your private parts. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to send a photograph of my private parts. My ear is on show. It's on public display, so that isn't private. Anyway, I sent this off, and you know, the same day, only about three or four hours later, text message from my doctor, thanks for that, I'm going to make you an appointment at our whatever clinic to have that removed. Not my ear. <laughs> well, I hope not my ear. The thing on it, I don't know what it is. But that was brilliant. Now, that saves me having to phone the surgery, and you can never get through because the phone's permanently engaged. You keep phoning and phoning. Eventually you get through. Yet we'll make you an appointment. Two weeks time. Oh, two weeks. Then you go around there. You have to queue up. You're in the waiting room. Everyone's going, oh, oh, oh. you're getting diseases all over the place. Then you go in to see the doctor. He has a quick look and says, yeah, I'll make you an appointment to have that removed. So instead of all that messing about, the whole thing was done within a few hours. So that is brilliant. A lot of this stuff is brilliant when it works. So I do now suffer from stress. Another thing, all my life I've prided myself on, I don't worry. I'm not a worrier. And yet recently I'm beginning to worry about, I wake up at night worrying about something, which is ridiculous. My mum always said, if there's a problem and there's nothing you can do about it, well, why worry about it? If there's nothing you can do, why worry about it? Which is true, but I suppose you still worry. It's no good saying to people that worry, Oh, yeah, oh, don't worry. Just forget about it. Move on. You can't. And someone that can't let go of something that's happened in the past. It's so good saying to them, oh, just forget about it. You know, it's gone. It's history. It's past. Forget it. Move on. Look to the future. Don't keep looking back. Yeah, the Oasis song was it. Don't don't look back in anger. I think we've all had injustices. Is that the, is that the word? Injustices. <laughs> yes, in our lives. Remember a friend of mine saying that uh, when she was at school, she was about eight years old. She was accused of drawing noughts and crosses, you know, the little noughts and crosses thing, accused of drawing that on someone else's book, on the cover of this book. And she hadn't done it. And the teacher apparently got her up the front of the class and said, I know you did this. It's the sort of thing you do. That's what you're like. You did it. And she got the ruler on the knuckles business, you know. And she was innocent. And, you know, that was, well, she's whatever now. That was over 50 years ago. 50, 60 years ago, and she still remembers that. That's still in her mind, that injustice. Isn't that strange? She was about eight years old. It was a, well, not insignificant at the time, but afterwards it's forgotten. But it isn't, is it? It goes on. It stays in your mind. I was going to say this sort of modern day living these days are stressful, but maybe people said that. Do you remember the 50s and 60s? Were you stressed then? Did you have stress back then I don't know 
perhaps we've always suffered from stress. It's just that back then, things, of course, again, I, I was a child. I've said this before, haven't I? My memories back then, I was very young at the time. Had I been an adult, well, I couldn't have been because I'd be 150 years old now. <laughs> oh dear, stop it. Um, yeah, so my my recollections are sort of from childhood, teens type years. So perhaps I wasn't stressed then. Oh, by the way, my wife's just come back now from the doctor and she can now look at her medical record. There was some computer problem. Would you believe it? Some computer problem. I don't know. Well, that's what they said. I think it was human error. But that's that sorted. So she's now downstairs looking at her medical records, which is interesting, isn't it? It's interesting looking back, especially that rheumatic fever when I was four. I thought I was two years old. Ruptured my liver, ruptured my liver when I was 14. Or was it 15? 14. So that was good. I went to work at 15, left school at 14 because I you know, rupt, didn't go back and ruptured my liver. And I went to work in 1966, uh, radio and TV apprentice engineer. Best thing that ever happened was to get out of a school. Hated it. Anyway, I won't rant and rave about school. I think I've done that on just about every podcast episode. I've said I hate school. <laughs> I did, though. I hated the whole thing. Now, what was that friend of mine used to say? He'd say to me, you're all right. He'd say, I'm fine. It's the others. That is the case, isn't it? Stress and worry and anxiety and all this nonsense it's caused by other people. I mean, I don't cause my own. <laughs> Do I cause my own stress? I don't know. It's other people, isn't it? Like with my wife's app thing, it's the doctor's fault. Well, not the doctor. He's, he didn't do it. But it's their fault round there. They mucked it up. Or the computer did. So she's getting stressed over that. And it's not nothing to do with her. It's not her fault. She's done it all properly, done the form properly. It's always other people, isn't it? It's like the bank. You know, they mucked up something on the, on the account. And wasted the entire morning for me and, you know, well, both of us on what was going to be our stress-free day. I used to go fishing. That was quite relaxing. But I gave that up. In my, It was in my teens. I gave it up because I didn't like catching the fish. I loved sitting there by the river or by the lake, preferably, watching the little float bobbing up and down. But when it went under and I thought, oh, this is it, strike, I've caught a fish. I didn't like it because you've got to get it off the hook and I just didn't like catching them. What I used to do in the end, I didn't put any bait on the hook. I just sat there and watched the float. I remember people walking by, have you caught much? No, no, nothing. I didn't want to catch anything. You might think that odd. I think at the time people thought it odd. I got my relaxation from just sitting by the lake, have the fishing rod there and watching the float bob up and down. And that was it. I didn't want to catch any fish. That's not what I went for. I went to relax. Just sit there, you hear the birds singing, you know, the sun shining, the waters rippling and lapping up against the, the rushes and the, the weeds and stuff. Really nice and relaxing. Catching a fish spoilt that because then you're thinking, oh goodness, I've got to get this. Of course, if it swallowed the hook, you've got to use a disgorger to get it out, the hook out of its stomach. I hated the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, I often went fishing, but I never, <laughs> I never took any bait with me. Someone the other day on the radio was talking about stress. They said music is a good thing. Play some music. Sit there on your own, in a, you know, in a quiet room and listen to some music. Well, that's great until the phone rings or the doorbell. Oh, the times. In the old days, did the phone keep ringing? Do you remember that? We had a phone, our first phone, I think, late 50s, early 60s. And 
it would only ring when it was a member of the family or a friend, you know, someone that had your number, they would phone and it was nice to hear from them. These days, the phone keeps on ringing. Hi, are you having a nice date? No, I'm not. Well, I was till you phone. What do you want? <laughs> Hi, I'm from so-and-so marketing. What? Who? <laughs> Is that Mr. Smith? That's what they say. Is that Mr. Smith? I just say no. Oh, is he there? No, he's out. Oh, when will he be back? Don't know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You, you you sit down perhaps to listen to some music or read a book and the phone, the doorbell. Oh, the doorbell is one of the worst things. You open the door and there's some bloke standing there. Your roof needs doing, does it? Yeah, yeah, we can do that for you. It'd be about five grand, but we can sort your roof out for you. When do you want us to start? What? <laughs> Go away, I'm trying to listen to some music. We didn't get that in the old days. You didn't get all these callers. Mind you, I did say, I was it last week's episode about you had a lot of visitors. There was, there was the Coleman, the Milkman, the Baker, the Grocer, the man from the Prue, the football pools man. But that was different. They all came round for legitimate reasons, you know, to bring your bread and whatever. They didn't come round to start trying to get five grand out of you for fixing your roof, which doesn't need fixing. That's the stress bit, isn't it? I don't answer the door now. Have you ever done that with relations? You know, like members of the family, you look out the window, you think, oh my goodness, it's so-and-so. You know, oh, it's her or it's him. And you pretend you're out. <laughs> I've done that. A friend of mine, he got he had a big family. He got fed up with people. He wasn't arguing with his family or anything. They're all best of friends. They were great. But there were times when he wanted to get on with something. He was doing the garden around the back or just wanted to watch a film or relax. And you get half the family, you know, he'd look out, oh my goodness, it's them with all the kids. And he'd pretend to be out. But what he did was, it was very clever, he'd leave his garage door wide open and he'd hide his car around the block somewhere. So the family would turn up and they'd say, oh, look, he's out, the car's gone. But they'd still ring the door just in case. They'd still ring on the doorbell and of course he wouldn't answer. What I do, if the doorbell goes, I look out of the window first. If it's someone, you know, family or friend, I let them in. If it's someone there with a clipboard looking a bit dodgy, I just don't answer the door. I just pretend to be out. There was one chap recently. He saw me through the net curtain. I was just twitching the curtain. You know, these curtain twitches, that's me. I was just having a look and I thought, oh, I'm not answering the door to him. And he saw me and he rang the doorbell again and again. And, you know, he was out there. I don't know how long it seemed like hours, probably only a few minutes. But he kept ringing the doorbell and then he was tapping on the window. I mean, that's awful, isn't it? That's, is that intimidation? I never did answer the door. Why should I? But again, that's other people causing stress. You know, when you're just trying to get on with reading a book, watching a film or listening to some music, you've got some idiot at the door, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, you know, causing you stress, which is, uh, <laughs> look at that blue sky. We've got sunshine and blue sky out there today. Really nice. I shouldn't be in here. I should be. Well, I like talking to you, but what I should do really is wait till it's raining. There are enough opportunities here in the UK because it seems to rain all the time. We've got, now we're in September. I heard that we're having a wet September. Well, I don't think we've had a dry anything this year. So we've now got wet September coming up. I must do that fire, clean that out, get the coal ready because we are approaching the cooler weather. Oh, the tortoise. He's coming up to hibernation time. We've got to get his hibernating box ready. 
He needs a, a constant temperature in the winter, only sort of five or seven degrees, something like that. But it doesn't want to vary. It doesn't want to go up to 15. He'll start waking up thinking, hello, summer's here. It's springtime. Let's go. <laughs> and it doesn't want to go kind of down to freezing because he won't like that. So between five and seven, I found a little spot uh, last year where I measured the temperature and uh, it's just round the back um, in a little outbuilding we've got and the temperature remains pretty constant it's just about right so we've got to organize his box and his straw and bits and pieces and we've got to feed him up I think he's about the right weight we measured him so his length and his weight there's kind of a formula some kind of mathematical formula and it tells you whether he is about right ready for hibernation because he's got to go all that time without any food so he needs his kind of fat reserves built up, which I think we've done about right. He's going to not eat anything for a few weeks. And that's when you, you know that he really is coming up to hibernation time. Anyway, that's enough about the tortoise. Well, not been such a, a lengthy podcast episode this week. I've had several interruptions. And uh, to be honest, I can't really carry on. Where are we? 30? You're coming up to 40 minutes. Have a listen to next Wednesday's midweek message. Be out on where are we now? Sunday, this one comes out. Have a listen on Wednesday because I've got quite an important message uh, on next Wednesday. So do make a, an effort to listen to that one. And in the meantime, take care and look after yourselves. I'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening. Bye bye for now.